Hello and welcome to the Pickup WNBA podcast. I'm your host, Catherine Niker. And I'm your other host, Freddie Rivas. What's up? Um, this is episode 58. How you doing, buddy? I am doing great. Happy to be back potting with you. Yes. Uh, shout out to uh, Karina Mustafa who filled in for me uh, yeah, last episode all the way from Romania. Uh, yeah. Definitely a great episode. Check that out. Um, we missed you all last week, so it's kind of been crazy that I've been gone for two whole weeks. Just a lot of life stuff happening, both personal and professional, but happy to be back. Uh, how has your July been, Freddie? Um, it's been good. It's been good. You know, very, very busy. A lot of also, yeah, personal, professional stuff, but, um, I'm, I'm happy to be back. This feels like we're, we're in, we're starting August off the right way. Good mm-hmm. August swing. There we go. There we go. Love that. Uh, yeah, we might as well jump into Mm -hmm. uh, what's been happening in the WNBA so far. Uh, you know, first of all, we just want to give a shout out and a lot of love to Brittany Griner. She, uh, is taking a mental health break and isn't joining the Phoenix Mercury on this, uh, latest road trip. Uh, no definitive timeline for her return, although the team says they're working with her closely, which, you know, we definitely trust is the case based on, you know, everything they've done for her. Um, but yeah, you know, just wanting to send a lot of love to her. Uh, Freddie, I don't know if you want to, what you'd like to add, of course. Yeah. You know, obviously, uh, I'm, you know, mental health is, 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 not something that's like very understood and you know stigmatized and that sort of thing and to your point i i I do think the the mercury are gonna you know handle this well and um i guess to me it sort of highlights that uh with a lot of mental health issues that that things are just like not linear right like you know there's the everything that happened with russia and then grinder comes back and it's like this you know heroic return and the all-star game and everything and you know it almost seems like okay great we are like off and running but i think yeah things aren't necessarily linear and you know who knows what has mm-hmm, caught up mm-hmm. with her and and good for her and you know for, for for taking this time i'm i'm hoping it's you know proactive as possible and not because she hit a breaking point but yeah sending love to her it's you know obviously just a dramatic and very specific situation that she's in yeah um i completely agree like i was thinking you know even before everything that happened in russia like life on the road for britney was probably never easy Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like when we talk just about like her size and the travel and like you know the kind of attention she must get from people and you know earlier this year we had that loser try to have like a viral moment with her at the airport and you know like i i you know not to say that the being on the road is specifically tied to this just mentioning that you know she's not um on their latest road trip you know it just had me thinking like yeah like i think being on the road has probably always been a bit of an extra challenge for her yeah and and you know i'm glad you brought up that loser because i think um that was really highly publicized and in an airport and you know just like was a big big news thing but we have no idea sort of what other stuff 
mm-hmm. that you know Brittany has had to deal with like you know does she have to have a personal security detail in her life like just like the just the changes coming back from being a political prisoner it's just so you know yeah just such a remarkable um situation and and you know who knows how long uh she's going to be processing what she went through like you said on top of kind of like everything that is her life already Mm -hmm. yeah and, and also wait i had a point now i've lost it see this is what happens when you're rusty this is what happens yeah. when you're rusty. I mean, uh, I was yeah. just thinking too. Sorry, I remember it now. Just that, like, we, you know, we've all been so impressed with how well she's been able to come back, right? Like, just from a basketball perspective, you know, like it just felt like when she was back, it was like, wow, like she really hasn't missed a step at all. Like, she's killing it. She's back to her all star form, you know. And we've all been like so appreciative of that, that it's kind of like, you know, it, it's one of those things where it's like I'm surprised but also like I shouldn't be surprised at all that she needs to take a break mm-hmm. yeah yeah totally like you know I think if you you know I think you know me and you before the season were sort of wondering you know beyond sort of like her physical capabilities like how like was she going to come back for the beginning of the season like mm-hmm. you know I think no one would have been surprised if she was like, yeah, I'm not done with basketball, but I am, I'm not coming back this year. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? Like, aside from all that too, like the Mercury have had such a disappointing season, you know, like you think like getting Brittany back, that would be such a huge boost. You know, they were kind of like um, last year, were they in the, yeah, they were in the first round of the playoffs, but they really didn't have a chance. Yeah. Right. But you're thinking like, OK, you were on that playoff cusp. You don't have, you know, Diggin Smith, but you do have Griner back, blah, blah, blah. But they just like really haven't been able to turn it around. And so I find it must be hard to be like, I mean, this goes for anybody on like a, a losing team just to like stay motivated, keep pushing, keep being happy, keep putting on that smiling face you know keep in her situation keep talking about like what it's like to be back in america like Mm -hmm. every time she's like on the road and stuff like that so you know just just sending a lot of love to her essentially yeah agreed yeah um speaking of the phoenix mercury though um on the flip side uh diana tarasi is about to hit ten thousand points uh, yeah. which, you know, despite their losing season is a huge historical achievement, probably going to be the highlight of their entire season, you know, obviously, except, you know, Brittany Griner aside. Um, it, it, it's a, an incredible feat for Diana Taurasi to be doing this. I feel like, you know, when I think about this team, it's kind of a shame that they haven't been able to build like a bigger contender around these two this season, uh, especially with someone like Tarasi, whose seasons and games are probably numbered at this point in her life and in her career, but just really want to take a moment to celebrate what an achievement 10,000 points is. Uh, obviously she is the league's uh, most leading scorer ever. Um, and it's not really close, like below her, uh, so Diane Taurasi, as of this recording, like we said, she's going to hit 10,000 soon. Mm-hmm. Currently, she sits at 9,982. 
And below her is Tina Thompson at 7,488. So the margin between Diana Taurasi and the rest of the league uh, historically is quite large. Um, we were looking at, you know, who are the top scorers today and who do we think might be able to, in their career, uh, possibly surpass Diana Taurasi or come close. Um, what do you think, Freddie? Yeah, I mean, you know, to, just to uh, echo some of your points, like it's it's such a remarkable thing, and you know, I, I feel like with what's interesting to me about sort of who might catch her is is also like the the lengthening of the season, mm-hmm. um, and then you also think about you know Diana being uh, you know forty one, right? So it's you know, and we we even like or like you know, I think a week a week or so ago, sort of it was a big deal that. Um, Ryan Howard got to 2000 points. So, you know, I think it's, it's quite a feat to get to 10,000 points and it really is, I think highlights how special of a scorer she is when you look at the distance she has from the field. Um, That said, you know, yeah, I think there's some, I think there's some sort of like, obvious candidates and then you know a couple people you could you could imagine sort of getting there potentially um to me uh you know brianna stewart is is kind of the the person i feel like is really sort of been scoring big points for a long time is almost at uh you know five thousand points you know probably won't get there this year but um you know, is still really young and, you know, I think could do it. We'll need lots of good fortune. Anyone on this list that, well, is being, I, you know, yeah. It, yeah, sorry, just to, just to add to that. So currently, you know, Stewie is sitting at 4,318 points. Um, she is obviously a prolific scorer. I, I do feel like for her to hit this record, she would also have to be playing till close to 40. And I feel like as a big, that's harder to do. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I I mean, it's really like, it's a pretty wild record. And I think, you know, this conversation is sort of, we're we're musing, but whoever it is, is going to need to have to play for a long time, have a lot of good fortune. Um, And, you know, I was sort of looking at like high averages Stewie and... currently sits at uh, number nine in terms of like active players. Yes. Um, they're all time scoring. I think all time scoring throughout the league. She's around uh, 35. Yeah. Yeah. And and I, I think the reason I brought up Stewie first is just because she's the only one. Um, well, sorry, she's not the only one, but she has the highest um, uh, like career average. So she's 20.7. And Tarasi is 19.2. Yeah. So, no, I mean, and she's a logical yeah. person to bring up. Like, and she's 28, uh, right? So she's got a lot of time. But yeah, you know, exactly like you have to imagine. I mean, she'd probably. Well, you're 20. You've yeah. got to figure you're 28 and you're, you're halfway at Tarasi's record. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's, yeah. a, lo- that's a lot it's of years daunting. left. So that's why I, I'm kind of leaning like I don't know if she's gonna hit that because Tarasi's obviously been a prolific scorer. That's how she got here. Yeah. So I, I actually don't know if that's going to be possible for her. I mean, she'd have to play 
scoring this amount of points for another 12 years. Yeah. Um, is there anyone else that's sort of like that you think for 10 years maybe um, could do it? To be honest, I, I'm kind of leaning no. I actually don't know if any current player can do this. Now, you said Ryan Howard was at 2,000, but I don't actually see her on this list. Did you did you mean 1,000? Uh, it might be one. I I thought it was. I thought it was two thousand. I'm looking. Um, I'm looking at the list of active players. I don't see. But it might actually be one thousand. I think makes more sense for a sophomore. Yeah, I think she might already be at one thousand points, which is still very impressive. And it is sorry one one thousand points in fifty nine games. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Um. Yeah, because like. Asia Wilson, people are probably wondering where's Asia at. Asia is, I had her, she's like in the teens. Yeah, she's 16th right now uh, out of current players. She's got 3,387. Again, it's not that they can't be done, but like Stewie and Asia have to be playing at this level till 40, realistically, yeah. to, and- to get to this record. And obviously, that's how Diana Taurasi got to this record, right? Like, let's make no mistake about that but you know i think too like you know there's so many advantages with younger generations like i Mm -hmm. think like you know you mentioned like the possibility of like there could be more games in the future um within the season especially like if expansion does become a real thing um there's also like sports science related things you know there's just yeah like there's just more we know about players health like even just like the evolution of three-point shooting in basketball and how that's increased over the years. There's just so many different factors that that get into it. So yeah, I do think it could be broken. I'm not 100% if any of these players are going to do it. I don't know if I would bet money on that. I do think this is like a generational record. Uh, big time, yeah. I, I feel like if you're, if you're a betting person, you're going to take... Tarasi over the field here um but yeah other names is people who are sort of like you know scoring you know like high volume scorers and are still really young i would say copper uh is someone who comes to mind um but yeah you know i think also back to asia for a sec their peak years like right now uh asia you know i think is averaging something like 23 points on the season 20, 24 points on the season and like, you know, yeah, those those peak years, those MVP years, there's going to have to be like a huge, huge volume scoring and lots of health. Lots of health, which obviously we want for both of these players. It would be extraordinary to see this yeah. record broken by any of them or even like a Ryan Howard in the future. You know, she's already at 1000. That's very impressive considering you know, Stewie and Asia Wilson are 4,000 and 3,000 respectively, and they're in their mid to later 20s. So that, that's a big deal. Yeah. But, um, you know, we got we got to respect Diana. Uh, I, I do. Be, I respect Diana. Diana's got a lot of haters, but I respect Diana. Um, Phoenix is my team. Uh, let me know if you think I'm being too biased. Let me let us know if you think there's another player 
who you think could snatch this record. I actually, I kind of like this Ryan Howard bet just because like she just has the years ahead of her. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's all, but that's also like so high risk because you just never know. She's almost too young to, to call it. But yeah, I, I just think like, you know, what Tarasi's doing is, is so impressive. It's especially impressive at her age. Um, you know, she hasn't even hinted at retiring at this point. So I'm kind of hoping we do get at least one more season with her just because I would like for her to have a better regular season just as a team. You know what I mean? Like, oh, for sure. You, like, you, you don't want to go out like this. Um, so also praying that, you know, Tarasi has enough great health that we can get one more very solid uh, Phoenix Mercury season um with this squad before we hang it up that's that's how i feel yeah well said uh totally agree i was just starting to see if there's like any anyone who's also uh you know nafisa collier is also like has like almost two thousand points and um yeah we were doing the, the quick math here born in 1996 so i think that's like 26 27 so uh yeah maybe maybe there's just there's no real case for anyone they'll have to kind of have a bunch of a bunch of hot years and then then we'll talk yeah like i literally think like okay let me just go back to the active players list but i think this conversation though it really just does highlight that diana like enjoy diana while you can yeah yeah i agree um all right let's uh freddie you have an interesting topic here today you want to talk about defense you wrote on our docket can we give some love to defense i don't know why i read that in a douchey voice but that made me laugh you're not you're not a douche at all but it's just such like to me that's such sports guy talk like can we give some love to defense like what about defense do you think is hard for the casual fan to get into freddie state your case okay first of all for the listeners at home when i write these questions I'm coming in with hardcore Kennergy. Um, <laughs> so just, just know that that's my vibe. We want you to know um, that you're a Knuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, um, I also wanted to shout out the, uh, I really, really love these uh, elite is elite. Uh, like analysis by Mark Schindler. Um, Mark Schindler actually retweeted uh, last pod. So uh, thank you, Mark. Um, we really appreciate your articles, but uh yeah, I mean, this is really nitty gritty stuff. Um, please have a read. Uh, it's on WBA.com uh, and it's called The Art of Defense. And th- it's just a dissecting a lot of different elite defenders and, you know, how they defend the game, how it impacts the, the league and their teams. And, um, but yeah, you know, I, 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 it made me think of a more general question, which is sort of, um, you know, why does, why does the casual fan uh, and just a fan in general, like why is offense so much more attractive than defense? And, you know, the, the, like, I, you know, you look at basketball and on its face, they are absolutely equal parts, right? Offense and defense. Um, and for sure, defensive players are appreciated to get awards, but in general, they don't get as much attention. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know if there's a direct answer to that. Uh, one thing I've always thought, and I'll just throw this out there, is that uh, I think statistically it's harder to break down 
And also it's really sort of a team thing, defense. You know, you hear you hear that term like the, the players are connected on a string. And although offense is, you know, you need players to set screens and that sort of thing, at the end of the day, it's one person, you know, putting putting the ball in the hoop. Yeah, sorry. like I, I guess like sorry, did I cut you off? No, no, no. I yeah, I just wanted to open it up. Like it's sort of just a general thought, right? I feel like what you're saying is like you know, we have, we have individual scoring stats, but you don't have into individual stats for like when you stop the ball from going in, unless it's like a full on block. Yeah. Or you blocks and steals. And right. But you, but if stuff. you're just like successfully preventing a shot from going in, there's no like hard stat for that. Like you prevented X number exactly of points you know what <laughs> it i mean it's really nitty-gritty right away is that what is you're cool. is that what you're saying though yes is that what you would want uh i'm not sure what i want but i just feel like as far as like you know fairness i, I also appreciating the, the the players and what they do it's sort of it always just feels you know wanting what, to me what i, I want to know is who are these casuals that you are interacting with because um, I'm a basketball huh. sicko, so are you. Yes. I I only talk about basketball with other sickos. I'm not interacting with casuals. Whether it's like, you know, I mean, if you're a casual and you're listening to this podcast, well, shout out to you. But I feel like a lot of diehards probably also mm-hmm. listen to this podcast, you know what I mean? So it's just like like are you just spending too much time on Twitter? Now it's called X. Yeah. Which is really just I mean, the he answer just, to that is yes. He just keeps ruining it. You know yeah. what I mean? He just keeps ruining the app. Yeah, um, big energy there for sure. Yeah, yeah. I wish, like, I don't even know what it's like to buy something like Twitter and then ruin it and then still have billions. But, like, you know, I, I just feel like I don't, okay, who are these casuals you're interacting with, Freddie? Because I feel like when it when I really look at this question, when I look at the subtext of this question, I wonder, does Freddie need new friends? Mm-hmm. Um, the answer to that is also yes, you know, always, always <laughs> new friends. Um, but no, I think like I was gone for two weeks and, and <laughs> <I'm> falling apart. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's not so much like individual interactions and, and, you know, this might also be a thing, you know, we talked about this with all-star where, um, you know, in this moment, I might be undervaluing W fans, right? Because maybe this is more of an NBA thing. Um, because, you know, I, I was just looking up, uh, you know, I would have to like dig deeper into this, but, you know, I would hazard a guess that like the uh, of active players, top jersey sales uh, are mostly offensive players, like mm-hmm. players who score a lot. And of course, there's the Asia Wilsons who are, and, 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 this, and the Brianna Stewart's who are kind of like amazing on both ends. Mm-hmm. But I, I would sort of guess that like, you know, the Sylvia Fowles uh, of the league and, and, you know, the, the people who are sort of known as being defenders, like what, you know, what about uh, Alyssa Thomas? Is Alyssa Thomas on the top 10 Jersey sales? Like probably not. Right. And, and that's sort of what I'm, what I'm driving at. Like, cause it is integral to winning, but you know, we want to see, we want to see Chelsea Gray go one on one with someone and do a fadeaway, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, it's just fascinating to me. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to think, like, is there, like, you want to add nerdy stats, which I'm always, you know, I'm for that. Or we said that that could be a suggestion. Would, like, uh, like, do you want to see, like, a one-on-one all-star event? That's well, and that, that's see that I, where I it's like, can of, you yeah. stop the the best scores in the league? You and know? maybe it's as simple as that. The answer to that is no. <laughs> and I think like, like I, I mean, I, part part of it is sort of like, do you want to see like, do fans come to see defense <laughs> and and like you know, no, but you know what? No, fans, they don't. Fans so. do chant defense at games, right? Right, yeah. like that's a big part of the viewing experience. Everyone goes crazy for a good block. Everyone goes crazy for a good steal, you know. So it, it's I don't know. Like uh, to me, I when you proposed this, I was like, all right, we're gonna let Freddie have his moment. Yeah. But to <laughs> me, I feel like real basketball fans do appreciate uh, defense and, and casuals. I mean, who cares? Who cares what the who cares what the casuals think? Yeah, you know what. That I, I should sort of default to that at all times. No, I, um, I think it's good to talk these things out, you know, because I'm sure uh, our listeners too have had weird moments with casual fans. I'm sure I've had weird interactions with casual fans, especially like post like Toronto Raptors championship or a lot of mm-hmm. casuals that fell off. And I was annoyed by all of them because I was like, you're at the parade and then you don't care. Like, I don't understand. I wouldn't go to a parade of something and then just not care six months later. I'm not built like that. Yeah. But that's hey. why I'm a sicko. That's why I'm a diehard. Listen, you're that's why I'm a ride to... or die. Hey, listen, you're talking to the guy who didn't <laughs> give up on his Minnesota Lynx, who are absolutely. We you for sure did. <laughs> no, well, but I. They but then you went team. back. But then they you went back. Team. And then you went back. Yeah. Um. So listen, the Lynx, the Lynx are my squad until Toronto gets a team. Um. <laughs> and uh, and they're they're balling so. Well, speaking of the links, it's time for a badass player of the week. And I'm curious if we have the same player hmm. because I've selected a Minnesota links this week. Okay. Uh, have I, you? I, I have not. Okay. Um, so I'll, if you, if I'll you just lead this one. Yeah. I'll just jump into it. I, I'm going with Kayla McBride. Nice. Um, she's had an incredible Perfect. week with the links. The links have made, uh, quite the comeback after uh, starting their season 0 and 6. Uh, they're currently third in the West. They're knocking on the playoffs door. There's been a lot of like Cheryl Reeve, coach of the year talk. Mm-hmm. So shout out to Cheryl Reeve. That's amazing. Uh, but Kayla McBride has uh, this week averaged 20 points while shooting 72% from the field. And yeah. she made 50% of her three point shot attempts. She also has one point averaging a 1.7 steal. So almost two steals a game. Uh, huge, huge, huge for the Lynx. You know, this was a young team with uh, pretty much no expectations. You, you know, they're kind of where I almost expected uh, the Mercury to be. But here they are, you know, um, beating the odds and making a good uh, run for the playoffs at the right time, even without uh, Nafisa Collier, who's been injured mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, so some major, time. major wins. Like, you know, to beat the to beat the Liberty um, and the Sun back-to-back is, like, 
is is big time for for the Lynx. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Those are like almost like you know, yeah. Collier goes down, and you play those two teams. That's like basically a schedule loss. And to win those games, mm-hmm. uh, McBride, great choice, love it. Um, okay, mine is is uh, yeah. The the winning is like sort of there, but it's the like same territory as you. Uh, I'm going with Kalea Copper, uh, and I'm doing that Your because first team, the Sky. My first team, the Sky. Yeah, you're yeah. trying to act like you're all loyal all the time. No, yeah. Hey, listen. Hey, listen. Ken plays both sides, okay? <laughs> um, but You're going to uh, have to have a Barbie uh, recap. I know. Um, but, okay, check this out. Uh, 25 points, um, 50% from the field, uh, averaging uh, two threes a game on 37% uh, shooting, and uh, three rebounds and assists. Uh, a steal and a half a game and you know she's only two and three in the last five but to me it comes down to the becky hammond viral moment like if you are if you're part of a viral moment uh which is which is becky going abc anyone you know anyone, yeah, anyone but, but copper, copper which yeah, is like yeah, that's yeah. just cool and for, to, to be to be the like the main you know sort of like strategic point uh like you know like for a coach is just like you know it's respect and um chicago is hanging in there they're uh she should turn that into a t-shirt she should really make that merch because like you know like in the sales world like abc is always be closing always be closing i don't know i feel like there's like a fun twist on that yeah she she should turn that kalia copper between that and the sophie cunningham moment has just had so many great merch opportunities. Yeah. She's just cool. She's just very That's true. Cool. She's just cool. And I, like, you yeah. know, with all the James Wade stuff too, like I think the fact that if you're a Chicago fan, this year has been hard. And you're, yeah, you're still in it. And, and Copper is absolutely balling. So. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, Sweet. All right. So now it is time. For Freddie's fun question. Okay, Freddie's fun question. Here we go. Um, you know, it's been a while <laughs> since me and you have. I'm laughing. The- I'm <laughs> laughing at the way you phrased this in our. our Here we go. He wrote, he wrote, we still don't care about the commissioners, <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, it's been a while. It's honestly, it's, you know, I feel like it's it's been a while since me and you ripped on the commissioners cup, and um, it's time. It's time to get back into it. Uh, it is year three. It's coming up, isn't it? It's happening all the time, and no one's noticing. Um, <laughs> the question is, that how doesn't even make any sense? <laughs> well, it's like you know, the games are happening, right? Uh, uh, the Commissioner's Cup games are happening. Well, it's on the fifteenth, August, uh, August fifteenth. It's happening um, at the Michelob the... Ultra Arena. Oh, sorry, is this like the final? That's the Commissioner's Cup. That's the date, yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry, I just meant I, when I said it's happening all the time, like the Commissioner's Cup games, like a bunch have already been played. Everyone's already had um, ten Commissioner's Cup games. Yeah, because it's like a sort of season within a season. This is what I'm saying. We need to make the Commissioner's Cup more exciting and more interesting. But like, okay, so. Hold on. What are the actual stakes in this? Right. Uh, you you get money and you are playing for specific charities. 
But the fact that this is well, there's an additional of... pool of money for charitable and civic yeah. organizations. That's all. I'm not knocking that at all. Like that's all good. I think, but like the fact that we're sort of like processing right now, like, wait, what is this is the main thrust of where I'm coming from, which is this is, well, you know, when you talk about the regular season or the playoffs, you don't have to explain that people kind of inherently know what it is. The commissioner's cup is this new thing. And the NBA is going to be doing it as well. Like an in-season tournament, it's very popular in Europe, but it's not a North American thing and people don't care about it. And um, yeah, I wanted to do a thought exercise. Like Catherine, if you were in charge, how would you, what are some, what, what's something you would do to make people care about it? I'm just looking here. There's this, um, there's this article we should read and we can talk about it next time. Cause it'll still be relevant. Uh, women's health advocacy at the center of the 2023 WNBA commissioners cup. So that's really cool. Um, so I guess a lot of the, the charities are centered around women's health, mm -hmm. um, which is fantastic. Uh, yeah. I feel like uh, just as we're diving into this topic, maybe it has more relevance than I thought. Cause we've been ripping on it because we were just like, there's kind of, there's little to no stakes at this. And it's just mm -hmm. this like attempt for people to care about like the middle of the season or whatever. Yes. And then also like, you know, we've already got an improvement on the trophies, which yeah. we saw it all start, sure. right? Massive trophy improvement. Um, you know, they, they really hired the right consultants and uh, designers this yeah, year. They so didn't just go to the antiques road show and, find two little cups but uh yeah i what would make this more exciting okay i still have to think of my answer but freddie do you have one do you have one locked and loaded i do and but and i will say you know um there's never you know just so the listener knows even though i'm coming with mad kennergy here there's there's <laughs> never knocking on on the specific charities like i think those are i think that's amazing but i think the, sort of the problem is still that you know it's not like when you're tuned into a WNBA game, it will, you know, at the beginning of the broadcast, they'll say, this is a commissioner's cup game. And you're sort of like, Oh, Oh, okay. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I don't think that's the desired effect of this tournament. Right. You want people to be excited about it. Like if I tune into a playoff game, I'm not like, Oh, no worries. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I understand the stakes are higher and right. Um, yes, yeah, so that's a great point. That's a great point. Um, so, okay, this this is a little bit. Uh, so, one thing that I mean, we'll see how it works out. But one thing that the that the NBA did that I like um, is they have lumped all of their. Um, I don't even know what the NBA Commissioner's Cup is called, but it's like whatever the NBA Cup. Let's say um, they have. It, it's sort of like it's built into the schedule where, like, every Tuesday, all the games are cup related games. So for the beginning of the season, it's like every Tuesday. You mean every... going into this season? Yeah, this season. So the all the cup games are grouped on one day. So if you're you know a fan tuning in, you're like, oh, Tuesday's cup day or Thursday's cup day, which I think that I think is is you know the commissioner's cup should also do the WNBA should try that. But yes. I also feel like from a reward system, you know, one idea I've heard that just doesn't make sense to me is, is draft picks like players don't inherently care about the draft picks so i think what you could do yeah is you could potentially 
say that if you win, if you're the champion of the commissioner's cup, regardless of what place you get in the regular season, you have home court advantage, um, which would be controversial because for the whole thing or for the, yeah, something like that. Maybe like the first round. But the thing some- is, someone like like the Aces, let's say they win the Commissioner's Cup, they're probably going to have home court advantage for the whole thing anyways. Or or to counter my point, let's say they dominate the regular season and don't win the Commissioner's Cup, and then they don't get to have home court. That's kind yeah, of... Yeah, I don't know. So, so I maybe, feel like that yeah. devalues the regular season, actually. Yeah, yeah. No, that's 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 a great point. I think that sort of... <laughs> it, it's, it's You know, that's a, that's a big porous hole in my idea i didn't and i think it's complicated and the the other idea i had was um if you uh if you if like based on where you place in the commissioner's cup um it can give you like an extra percentage win so i think this could be big for the teams that are like struggling to make the playoffs so let's say you are the you know, it's, it's like a tiebreaker. Like, let's say you're the sky and you, and you know, the sky and the links are competing for that last playoff spot or tied in the playoffs. If they are tied at the end of the regular season, then the commissioner's cup is the tiebreaker. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? So it adds weight to sort of like, it's not just this isolated thing. It's kind of like, if the teams are tied, then it gives you a little bit of like, you know. Yeah, I mean, I like that as like an extra, but if the teams aren't tied, then it's like, yeah, exactly. You know, I, I, but the, the, these are my the, the the first idea fell apart right away. House of Cards, and no, but second... what what I <laughs> <laughs> it did. I, I listen. I can call myself out. It. Uh, I didn't think it through. Look, and the first poke. Things came crumbling down. Look, it's my fault for poking holes into your ideas. But what I do like about what you said was just like every Tuesday is like a cup game or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like we've talked a bit before about how like, you know, marketing the league for like days of the week would be really cool. Like, mm-hmm. like I know like they sometimes try to have like bigger games on like Sundays and stuff, but I don't think it's hammered home as like this is the marquee day. And then I also think like Sundays in the summertime are really hard to actually get people like engaged. You know what I mean? Like, I don't Mm -hmm. know if that's just like, um, you know, being from like the Northeast and North America here, but it's like your summers are short. You only have so many weekends a summer. You know what I mean? Like getting people to stay home on a Sunday, I feel like is a harder sell in the summertime here where if it were like a Tuesday night or something like that, I think that like, to me, that makes more sense. But like, I don't know if that only makes sense to us because we're from Toronto. Like, you know, maybe, maybe that's not much of an LA thing, for example, but I don't know. I, I feel like marketing it more on like a day of the week, like Tuesdays is commissioner cup night. Like that I think um, would be really good. And then you just have more of your marquee games happening on on those days you know or Mm -hmm. if it's tuesdays and thursdays like whatever it happens to be like i just feel like that type of marketing would work really well because you're right like you do tune into some of these games and you're like oh it's a commissioner's cup game Mm -hmm. like i didn't know that going into it and i think that yeah there could be some better marketing done around that the money thing is interesting because i feel like the money is an incentive for the players 
but personally as a fan and, and you know other fans might disagree they might not feel this way it i don't care about the money as much like i'm not the type of fan that gets into like this person makes this much a year this person makes this much a year if we try to trade them does the money work do they mm -hmm. do they deserve this salary do they deserve that salary i'm not really that type of fan right so i feel like that's motivation for the actual players more than it is motivation for the fans to get engaged do you know what i mean and yeah, i'm trying to definitely. think like what's an added like motivation for the fans to get engaged Hmm. And, and and like adding things like home court advantage this that 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 like that stuff is like really good and like that would motivate me at a, as a fan but like you don't want to do it to the point where it devalues the regular season so it's tricky actually this is probably what kathy engelbert stays up all night you know sleepless nights thinking about I'm sure, yeah. That and every two weeks telling us that we're going to have expansion teams, but not giving <laughs> us a, any more information. <sighs> yes, every we know, two weeks. You know what I mean? We know the league's ready to expand. <laughs> if you could just tell us where and when, yeah, they that'd gotta, be great. They got to you know? do flights first, you know? We got to do chartered yeah. flights first. But, double uh, announcement. Double <laughs> Yeah, if you win the Commissioner's Cup, you get chartered flights. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that would be. Um, I feel like maybe do I like do we want to revisit this question? Do we want to honestly? Yes, because we well, need I, to dig deeper. I feel both of us. Well, I think that if either of us gets a really good idea for the Commissioner's Cup it is allowed to enter into the podcast because the WNBA needs it and we should write them an email. <laughs> write them an email. Like, listen, we're thinking about this more than anyone else. And try <laughs> this, please. Yeah. Okay. Well, we should do that. We should do help that. us help you, Kathy. Yeah. I mean, I do like you. You know, your suggestion of the days of the week thing. I think that much would would help. Mm -hmm. uh, and then there's player, yeah. And then there's I don't. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, maybe for from the fan perspective, you you have different sort of like feature, like different commentators during the game. But now I'm just I'm spitballing, and you know, I was thinking like. <laughs> what if like the like what if we push the all-star weekend and the commissioner's cup happened before all-star and then there were all-star weekend related incentives for the team that wins but i don't know what that would be either so i gotta i gotta dig deep here too yeah all right this is getting off the rails uh let's call it here uh everyone thank you so much for uh tuning in as always We'll be back next week with another amazing episode, as always, or at least we try. You know, we do try. Uh, you can follow us at the Pickup WNBA Pod. Uh, thank you again so much for tuning in. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you next time. Yeah, thanks for the follows. Thanks for the support. And uh, catch you next time. Bye. Bye.